702. The Political Desk. All right, listen, nothing could have prepared any of us for the mayhem and havoc COVID has wrought. Politicians, labor, business, uh, the media is no exception. The death of South African journalism, some have called it. Uh, did anyone question the science around the testing of the coronavirus? Did we sing the minister and the president's praises too readily? Those are questions that are now being raised. Uh, do we know if the figures on tests, active cases and recoveries are what we are being told? Uh, those are the questions that are being raised uh, in terms of the criticism of media coverage around the pandemic. Somebody who's been down this road before is health journalist and the editor-in-chief of Begisisa, uh, Mia. Milan, who joins us now on the line. Uh, Mia, very good uh, morning to you. Pleasure to be chatting to you. Welcome to our program. Thank you very much, Bongani. Is criticism that the media have been uncritical in uh, the reportage of COVID so far fair? I think you're referring to Nati Kondili's article yesterday um, in which he argued that um, the media um, has been reporting uncritically on figures, and have omitted certain subjects and that he and some of his colleagues feel that they have to go to the international media to get uh, information. Now, what I, I don't entirely agree with him because what I find confusing about his argument is that he lists subjects that have been widely covered in South Africa. For instance, he argues that um, we have not been covering um, missed HIV clinic appointments as a result of COVID-19. When I think that almost in every single publication in the media. He argues that we don't know who the 50 scientists are um, who serve on the Ministerial Advisory Committee. We at Bikisisa have a list that's published, a full list of the scientists, along with a um, terms of reference, along with what they've advised or not advised on. We've reported on chloroquine that he um, criticised the media, that they have to go to the US media to learn about that. Obviously, there would be more articles about um, chloroquine in the U.S. media because of Donald Trump's consistent statements yeah. about it. So, so I'm confused that a lot of these subjects that are argued um, are not in the media have been. Many of them have been in the form of op-eds. There's been a lot of discussion in the media by scientists about is our testing strategy the correct one or not? Um, what type of lockdown will work for us? What type wouldn't? So I am surprised that those um, many articles and different voices that have been reflected are not mentioned in the in 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 this article of Mr. Condili, um, when it when there had been many voices of those in the media. Well, I, I mean, I, I suppose he that article wouldn't be the only criticism of the media. So I wanted more, perhaps, a, a general comment on that. But talking of the scientists, we know that there are clear divisions among them. Um, when you hear, uh, particularly uh, the divisions amongst the scientists who are advising the politicians in our country. Uh, do you think of that as a healthy debate, as has been argued, or do you think that those tensions are likely to mislead uh, those who are taking the decisions? I think there are two different issues here. The one is different scientific opinions, and I think that is healthy. When, when scientists have different opinions on what our test testing strategy should look like or the lockdown, I think that is a healthy thing to be argued in the media, especially in the form of op-eds. And we've seen so many of that. We've seen some of the ministerial committee members, for instance, Shabir Mahdi and Francois Fenter, arguing, you know, against government opinions in a very um, reasonable, 
viable and well thought out way. The other issue that is separate from that is politicking. Now, I think we would be, so in other words, the background against what this happens. I think it would naive, be naive for us to think that there's no politicking on the ministerial committee, for instance. There is, you know, the, uh, scientists who conduct their own COVID-19 research. There are some people on that committee who are empowered to decide what tests we will use and which ones we will not. There are some who conduct the research on the tests. There are some who would be, um, you know, from the National Health Laboratory Services who would decide where those tests will get employed and what kind of validation will be done. So it would, within, within the, within, against the background of that, they would be taking place a lot of politicking and also competition for funding. Aha. No researcher can afford to yeah. conduct research without getting the support of donors. It's incredibly expensive to, to, to conduct clinical trials. And it would be really naive to think that scientists on the committee would not be com- competing for the same funding and for the recognition to get that funding. Yeah, because... So I think Sorry to come in there, Mia. The the layperson's view is that we often think of scientists as altruistic, uh, but uh, the reality uh, is that uh, working on cures and vaccines happens in a very cutthroat environment. Absolutely. And like it happens in any field where people get at the top of their field. In academia, it's a cutthroat environment. And people compete for recognition against each other. Often when it comes to funding, it, it depends, attracting that funding often depends on how visible you are. And the media is a very um, valid tool to become visible. So against that background, I do think we need to realize that some of the arguments in the media has to do with being visible. I'm not saying all of that. I, for instance, think some of the arguments that Professor Gray raised um, are very valid arguments. We do need to, to argue about the lockdown. We, even though she made an incorrect statement about malnutrition at Chris Honeybarra Hospital, I think it's a very valid issue to raise. They even increase in malnutrition as a result of the lockdown countrywide. And part of the reason why we may not have seen it at Cyprus Honeybaragwanath is because of the lockdown, because it might be a delayed response in the sense that people are scared to go to hospitals, yeah. um, beds are opened up for COVID cases. So I do think the issues were ra- that were raised are very valid. I'm not sure how they were raised were in the most constructive way. All right, we'll leave it there. Mia Malan, editor-in-chief of Bekisisa Center for Health Journalism.